Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, June 12, 2022. This service was recorded on June 5, 2022, Day of Pentecost. The message is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to the family of Bill Kell for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this day of Pentecost. We're glad to have you here this morning. We're going to begin with uh, Thanksgiving for the gift of baptism. And so if you'll join with me in turning to page 71 in the front of your hymnal, that's page 71 in the very front, and there you'll find Thanksgiving at the font. We're going to be participating in Roman numeral 5. Roman numeral 5. Aubrey, I'll invite you to go ahead and to begin pouring the water. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and mighty, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. You are the fire of rebirth. Glory to you for the oceans and the lakes, for the rivers and streams. Honor to you for the cloud and the rain, for dew and snow. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. Hagar discovers your well, and the Israelites escape through the sea. They drink from your gushing rock. Naaman washes his leprosy away, and the Samaritan woman will never be thirsty again. At this font, holy God, we pray, praise you for the water of baptism and for your word that saves us in this water. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all of creation. Illumine our days, enliven our bones, dry our tears, wash away sin within us, and drown the evil around us. Thank you. Satisfy all our thirst with your living water, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us. Our service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God, our Creator, The resurrection of your Son offers life to all the peoples of earth. By your Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love, empowering our lives for service and our tongues for praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's word, and I invite Lisa forward at this time. The first reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from the heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, 
Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The lesson on this day of Pentecost is taken from St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to go ahead and be seated for the reading of the gospel. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show me the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves, very truly. I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave to you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father, the Christ Lord Jesus, and the gift of the Holy Spirit received within each of us. Amen. Have you ever had an experience where you know you're not alone? It has you looking heavenward, asking, what does this mean? What does this mean? On the morning that my father died, I was there in the room, in the bedroom where he laid, and I may have shared with you earlier the wonderful departure, the wonderful goodbye that my father gave my mother, and, uh, and the expression of love that they had for each other was so genuine, so wonderful. i just so glad I got to witness it, where dad opened his arms and said, dear, you remember I shared with you I thought my mom's name was Dear uh, when I was a young boy, Jeanette. And she came into his arms. And my mom will remind me, we kissed twice, and they looked into each other's eyes, and they said, I love you. Forever I'll have that picture as long as I have breath in my mind, and I think, wow, what a wonderful gift. I knew things were not, uh, dad wasn't going to be much longer in this world. You just know. And... Uh, my brother Kyle took off after that experience. He hopped on a plane and headed back to Wisconsin. And I, after 5.30 rolled around, it was time for me to head over to the rec center. I, swim, I was swimming each morning. And I got within two blocks of the rec center, and it stopped me in my tracks. The sound of the birds was so loud so loud and it was a beautiful sound but it was loud as I was walking along it hit me and I said dad did you just die now I, I, I don't know because I continued on to the rec center and I, I dilly dallied and I swam a mile and I took a long shower to get all the chlorine off and I made my way back home their home my home's here, back to mom and dad's home. And I walked in the door and I heard the oxygen concentrator continually beating away, two of them, to get 16 liters of oxygen to my dad. And I thought, he's still with us. And I walk into the back bedroom and mom is draped over dad's body and, and dad had died. Now, I don't know if it was at that particular moment when I was stopped on my tracks as I was making my way to the rec center because mom couldn't recollect 
time. She said, maybe it was 15 minutes ago, and I'd gotten home at 7.20. A few uh, days later, it might even have been after Dad's funeral in Sun City, I heard my mom say, quick, quick, come, come, quickly. I'm like, oh boy. And I came. And I looked out the patio window. It would be the same place where my dad would lay and look out in the morning. And he would always say to me, morning, with his CPAP machine on. And every once in a while he'd unplug it and say, morning, put it back on. Out there were six or seven peach-faced lovebirds. They looked like a brilliant color parrot. It had the peach color on their face, green, blue, yellow, white, and there they were. Mom had never seen them before. We found out that there's only about 1,500 of these peach-faced lovebirds in all of Arizona, and they escaped from a bird aviary. So they're not native. And there they were. You ever have those times where you just sense that you are not alone? That God is somehow connecting with you through creation? Now, I didn't get permission, Gary, and I won't go forward, but you've had some interesting experiences with cardinals. Maybe we have too where something gets grabs your attention. And so uh, it leaves you with questions. What does this mean? And, and we in our own way begin to try to rationalize and put it together and to make sense out of something that, that doesn't quite make sense but is a beautiful moment. I find these weeks following the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ to be filled with I'll say wonderful and deep questions. On the sixth Sunday of Easter, we heard from our gospel, Jesus asking, and the text tells us, that Jesus knew this man who was an invalid for 38 years. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? On the seventh Sunday of Easter, the jailer, after losing all control over his prisoners, asked Peter and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And today's first reading that Lisa read, Jews living and gathering in Jerusalem for the wheat harvest festival overheard others talking about the great deeds of power of God and praising God in their own native languages, they were amazed and perplexed and began asking themselves, what does this mean? Three important questions asked in their context and relevant to us today in our world. And let me recap those three questions. Do you want to get well? What must we do to be saved, and what does this mean? Keeping these three questions before us allow me to focus on the third. And first, it's important for us to paint a picture, an image in our mind by examining what's taking place in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago on this particular day, 50 days out from Passover, which coincides with 
Good Friday and Easter, people are entering the city of Jerusalem through the gates to celebrate the second most popular holiday, the Festival of Weeks, the Festival of the Grain Harvest, known as Shabbat. On this festival, they gather together to give thanks for the early wheat harvest, and it also marks the event when God gave them the Torah at Mount Sinai. The streets are filled with people moving about the city. These streets, these roads are very narrow and they're outlined by shops and homes. It's shoulder to shoulder as you're moving through the city of Jerusalem. And suddenly there arose such a chatter this after the sound of a rushing, violent wind. The sound filled the home where the disciples were meeting. And the chatter was coming from this house spilling out into the open air. Several languages were spoken all at the same time, yet the message was the same. These Mediterranean and North Africa and Asia languages and dialects were clearly understandable, yet those speaking them were not descendants of Abraham. These were Galileans, who I'm sure never visited these far-reaching places that the Jews came, the second favorite festival after Passover, the Festival of Weeks. That was then, and this is now. Fifty days post-Easter Sunday. Penta cost fifty days. And God is up to something. Just as Prophet Joel told hundreds of years earlier, Peter steps forward and is filled with boldness. And let me be bold to say, filled with the Holy Spirit and shouts out above the crowd the prophecy of Joel. In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Two important revelations come to my mind. The first is this. We are in the last days. We are living in the last days. And the second is this. Here is the question that was asked earlier. What must I do to be saved? We are invited here through the prophecy of Joel shared with Peter and hearing it again today. We are invited to call upon the Lord. To call is to have a relationship with. Abba Father. Very seldom did I call my dad Floyd. My early years, it was dad, sometimes father. Later years, it was pops because of the grandchildren and papa. Many names used, but a relationship, an important relationship. To call upon our Lord, Father, Abba, Father, we are seeking and we are connecting with a God who loves us, a God who calls us by name. And when do we call upon the Lord? We may do this when we're seeking healing. But in the case of the invalid of 38 years, Jesus has to ask him, do you want to get well? 
modeling the way in last week's gospel Jesus prays to God his Father for us. And today's gospel also speaks of prayer here in John 14, verses 14 through 16. If in my name you ask me anything, I will do it. If you love me and keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The advocate, the spirit of truth. So what is this advocate? When we were baptized in Christ, we were made a new creation. We were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. The living water, the spirit of truth entering into our lives. And we experience life in the spirit. Like the perplexing event of the Galileans speaking and having no knowledge of languages from Parthia, Mede, Elam, uh, Maspetonia, Asia, Egypt. They ask, and we might ask, what does this mean? Life in the Spirit. What does this mean? What does it mean? Paul offers us a clue here in our second lesson. Paul writes, we are, to set free from the po- we are set free from the power of death and sin. It no longer has power over us. The apostle is clear. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. No, the spirit of adoption. The spirit of resurrection. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. This being so, how is adoption possible? I want us to look again at the Gospel of John and allow me to reread this passage from the verses 12 through 17. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. In fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. And here's the promised gift of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in you and he will be in you. And there it is. It is nothing that we need to do except to simply believe and to lean into this gift of life with the Father through the Son and glorified and sanctified through the gift of God's Holy Spirit. The promised gift is the gift of eternal life. Not easy to believe, not easy to love, not easy to keep the Lord's commandments. Try living it every day. I struggle. I struggled with it this week. We all struggle. We're not alone. May we trust in the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, to love us so that we can love others. It wasn't easy for Martin Luther either. 
In response to the third article of the Apostles' Creed, you remember, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the life everlasting, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Luther wrote this in response to that third article. Luther wrote, what does this mean? There's our question again. I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with the gifts, and made me holy, and kept me true in faith, just as he calls, gathers, and enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth, and keeps it with Christ Jesus in the one common true faith. Daily in this Christian church, the Holy Spirit abundantly forgives all sins, mine and those of all believers. On the last day, the Holy Spirit will raise me and all the dead and will give me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. May God's Holy Spirit stir us, lift us, and send us out to love our neighbors, to forgive those who have trespassed against us, in the spirit to answer our questions of faith that lead to you, Heavenly Father, Son and Holy Spirit, to the promised gift of eternal life. Come, Holy Spirit, for we need you. Amen. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to God of the resurrection for the church, for people in need and all of creation. Holy living one, Holy moving one, burst forth and open our locked doors. And by your spirit, drive us out into the world, proclaiming your mighty deeds. Direct our words and our actions, trusting that the advocate abiding in us is also among others. God, in your mercy, feed and care for creatures that remain hidden to us, yet contribute to the vibrancy of your creation. Train us to interact with creation from a place of wonder and awe and reverence. God, in your mercy, send your spirit to places where language is a barrier to justice and mercy for those who seek it. Bless the work of translators, interpreters, and teachers. Promote understanding for the sake of those longing for true freedom and peace. God, in your mercy, Comfort all who live in constant fear and any who are suffering. We specially name before you this morning Kalinda, Chase, Gwen, Shannon, Nick, Sophia, Sharon, Sandy, and others that we name silently in our hearts. Remind them that your spirit has made them your children and that they are never far from your glory. God, in your mercy, gather your people across regions and nations and lands. Root our common life in life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And by your spirit, build us together with all the saints who've gone before us. This week, we lift before you Dorothea Welling and her family as we gather for a prayer service and final burial here in our cemetery. God, in your mercy, 
In your mercy, O God, respond to these prayers and renew us by your life-giving spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Our service continues on page 190, and let me offer this offertory prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care. And prepare us now to feast on the bread of life. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please rise and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us sing our sent. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.